Hey guys, hope you're having a good day. Today I want to talk a little bit about relationship bankruptcy. So you might ask yourself, what is relationship bankruptcy? I've heard of chapter seven bankruptcy or you know personal bankruptcy or I don't know, whatever you call it, where a guy files bankruptcy because they can't pay their creditors. So what's relationship bankruptcy? Well, relationship bankruptcy is similar to um, the financial bankruptcy. Relationship bankruptcy is where the person that is in debt cannot pay their debtor. Uh, in the things that they owe them in the relationship. And this applies to personal relationships, whether it is a husband and wife, a child and their parent, two friends, an educator and a student, or whatever. It is where the debtor cannot pay the um, person or the borrower cannot pay the debtor the um, what what is owed to them so um, you might be asking yourself what exactly does that mean well in essence relationships are about give and take and transactions. So a healthy relationship has something called reciprocity and their transactions. Now these two things are similar, but they're different. Transactions and reciprocity. And I'll explain that right now. So reciprocity is give and take between two people where the people giving and taking are giving to each other in an equitable uh, fashion. The person, no person is giving more than their fair share or taking more than their fair share. So that's what reciprocity is. And, you know, the transactions um, part of a relationship just means that Relationships are transactions between two people. When you're in a relationship with someone, you have wants and needs that have to be met. And it's like a ledger on a bank balance. Those things pile up if they're not met. People remember those wants and needs. And people keep track of those things. Now, people do have grace towards each other, and they don't keep tabs on everything. But eventually, if someone doesn't get their needs met, and they're meeting someone else's needs, or they're not getting what they want out of the relationship, they're going to take a note of that. So 
I'm jumping around here, but back to reciprocity. You know, that's, that's the back and forth between two people. We pick up on that. We notice when <clears throat> I'm giving and I'm not getting in return. You know, and we don't like it. It's the very definition of unrequited love. Because if you're going to actually love someone, you need to show it. And sometimes showing love is about what you do for somebody. And if you literally don't do anything to show the person you love them, they're going to feel it. So when you have this relationship between somebody where you're not getting the reciprocity you need, there's going to be a debt accrued. Let's say you're in that relationship with somebody. Let's say it's your friend and you do things for your friend all the time, but he doesn't seem to want to return the favors for the favor for you. Eventually you're going to notice it and not like and not like it. And you're going to want him to do something for you in return to even it up. Or you're going to want something to balance out that equation for what you've done for him. And this works the same with the transactions of a relationship. Sometimes there's just some things that you need from your partner. And they're just going to have to do it. Or you're going to feel like you're not getting your needs met in the relationship. Let's say you're in that romantic relationship with your partner. And all they're saying is, I need space, I need space, I need space, I need space. Well, if you're a good partner, you give them space. But eventually, if you're the type of person that likes closeness and needs closeness, you're going to feel like your needs aren't getting met. And you're going to want that need fulfilled. You're going to feel like that person owes you something to make up that unfulfilled need. Now I have to make some clarifications here about reciprocity as to what reciprocity is and what it isn't. Reciprocity is just a healthy back and forth exchange between two people with what they're willing to give and how they're willing to meet their partner's needs. What reciprocity isn't is manipulation. So sometimes what happens is someone will give you something that you didn't ask for and you appreciate that they did it for you but the reason why they actually did the thing for you was not because they cared about you. It was because their 
using that thing they did for you to store it up later as a request for something in return or to get you to, to, to like them. Now, this kind of gets in the muddy waters. It's okay to do something to make someone like you. But if you do it too much, it becomes manipulative. You know, your partner should just like you, you know, for who you are. And you shouldn't have to constantly do things to gain their approval and manipulate them into liking you and be that people pleaser. So, you know, you get this really. So anyways, moving forward, we got this. We got this relationship between the borrower and the debtor where the debtor feels like they're owed something. They feel like they're in debt to the borrower. The debtor feels like I've done all this nice stuff for the borrower. I don't feel appreciated. And there's this problem. So what happens, you know, how's this, how's this dynamic happen? Well, I want to break that down right now. So first of all, it takes two to tango. Anytime you're in conflict as a general rule, not always, but as a general rule, it takes two people to be in conflict. You have a borrower who takes and doesn't give in return. And then you have a debtor who gives to the wrong person or who gives with too high of expectations or gives with expectations when they shouldn't have expectations. So that's how this dynamic happens. And that's how you end up in the situation where <clears throat> there's debt that has been accrued. So let's take a deeper look about at borrowers and debtors. Debtors. Let's look at debtors. When a debtor is in debt to you in a relationship, are they are they not able to pay it back? You know, that's a thing I see a lot in relationships where, you know, the, the person does something wrong in a relationship and they say, well, there's nothing I can do about it now. Is that true? You know, I see some people that ruined a kid's childhood because they were a bad parent. They didn't love them. They didn't hold them. They didn't treat them like a treasure, like you should treat a kid. And now the kid's an adult and they're in their 20s or 30s and they got some serious problems. And they come to the parent and they say, you fucked me up. I'm traumatized. I want you to do something about it because this is your fault. I want to have a relationship with you. So you should take ownership of what you did wrong to me. Make up for your debt. And the debtor will conveniently say, well, there's nothing I can do about it now. There's nothing I can do to make up for your childhood. We can't go back. We can't go to Six Flags. I can't go and hug you and tell you bedtime stories like I did when I was six. You know, that is true. But is it completely true? 
that a debtor cannot pay their borrower back when they owe them for something they did wrong? Or is that just something that a debtor says out of convenience because they don't want to pay the borrower back for the damage caused? A debtor might not be able to take that, you know, the, the okay, a debtor might not be able to make it up to the person exactly how it was lost. But let's say, for instance, the parents that ruined the kid's childhood, they, instead of taking them to Six Flags and reading bedtime stories like they should have, they could make time for them as an adult, go on day trips with them as an adult, show them that they care as as an adult, give them their undivided attention as an adult, Put them in the family will as an adult. I've seen that. Um, I've seen parents where the parent knew they screwed up. And so they, as a means to pay back the kid, they would say, well, uh, I'll put you in the will then. I'll, I'll leave all my stuff to you. And the... Um, And it's an indirect way of paying that that person back, you know. And and let's and here's an example. Let's say that um, you sue somebody and for malpractice, and that person loses a leg. Well, you can't give that person a leg back. So what happens when a doctor gets sued for malpractice? They give that person money because they lost their leg, and you can't give them the leg back, so they give them money. So why doesn't so why shouldn't your parents put you in the will or give you cash compensation when it comes to ruining your childhood? Because they can't pay you back in another way, but they are accountable. So why shouldn't they pay in another way if they truly owe you? Or is the real answer that they don't want to pay you back or that the debt is too big? Maybe the parent just doesn't want to pay the kid back. And I say parent, but it could be friend. It could be lover, husband. I'm just using parent as an example. But maybe sometimes the the debt's just too big for them. You know, maybe it's just, maybe it is some, you know, maybe sometimes the debt is too big. Sometimes we see that in bankruptcy. Now let's break this down, like bankruptcy. There are some times when a person has to file for bankruptcy financially that they literally can't pay their creditors back, so they need to file for bankruptcy. But there's other times where a person files files for bankruptcy that they could pay their creditors back. But they don't want to because they'd rather not pay the creditors back but keep that money that they would have used to pay the creditors back and save it to buy a house, to get a car, you know, all that stuff. So maybe that's why 
you know, your parents won't apologize to you for fucking up your life. Because the debt's just too big for them. It's, it's too much. You're not worth the debt. So, when you are a debtor, it's really hard to take ownership for your debt. It's really hard to say, I screwed up. I did this wrong. Now I'm going to own it and I'm going to pay it back. And that's one reason why people don't take ownership of their debts. There's the pride involved. A lot of the people that are in debt to someone, they say that they care more about their pride than their victims. And it's really hard to say something like, I messed up my friendship. I ruined my marriage, I ruined my, chi my child's childhood. To do that would mean putting their pride and their ego down. They care more about that pride and their ego than the apology, than the apology. So, if you're a debtor, the best thing you can do if you're not willing to make things up to people is stop borrowing and taking things from the people that you're not willing to give back to. If you're not willing to have a healthy relationship with your kids and apologize to them for the things you've done wrong, and it's causing your kids problems, don't have a relationship with them. So let's look at the borrower a little bit more. If you're a borrower in this situation, what do you need to do? Well, stop, well, stop lending. Stop lending to people that won't pay you back. Stop doing favors to people that won't Give back in return if that's what you require. Stop getting involved in relationships with people that won't meet your needs. You know, if a bank, uh, you know, a bank does uh, business with somebody, they look at a credit score. And if someone doesn't repay their loans, they quit loaning them money. So if you have a relationship with somebody... And they don't repay you the things that you want. Quit giving. Or quit having a relationship with them. You know, another thing people do that are in debt to people is they cut their losses. I've seen creditors take two routes when it comes to getting losses from people. 
I've seen creditors pursue the losses they have where let's say a guy owes a medical bill and the creditors will come after the person and they'll call the person and harass the person to pay the bill and make the person pay it and then they'll bring, take it to collections and they'll take it to court and then they'll garnish his wages, levy his bank account or whatever and go through all that headache to get the money that they are owed and then I've seen creditors flag the account and say, all right, you didn't pay us last time. We're not doing business with you. And they cut the losses. They quit calling the person. I know people that have went to a dentist's office before, got services, didn't pay their co-insurance, tried to go back to the dentist's office, and the dentist said, I'm sorry, we can't see you. You didn't pay your co-insurance last time. We can't see you. And that was the end of it. You know, you're not going, you're not going to have any self worth <clears throat> if you just keep giving yourself and giving your services to people who aren't going to pay you back. Because you mean something and you matter. Someone should give to you. If someone doesn't care enough about you to give to you in a relationship, stop involving yourself in that equation. Know that you're worth it. Know that someone out there will appreciate you to, enough to do the things you want. And be done with it.